what up, what up, it's your boy E, and welcome to the next episode of 99 Problems Podcast. On this episode, I have the guy who basically I look at as an influence, Tank, from the Full Service Podcast. If it wasn't for that podcast, I probably wouldn't even have my own. So with that being said, I hope you guys like it and give it a listen, and stay tuned. The 99 Problems Podcast, next. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the f-? I'm like, I, I'm not getting anything popping up. I don't see it. <laughs> it's all good because what was happening, and this is actually the part of the episode. Hey, welcome to the 99 Problems Podcast. I am here with the guy who I call a mentor. He always laughs that off in the DMs, but if it wasn't for him, I legit probably wouldn't even have a podcast because I heard his and a couple of others related to TSCG. And I was like, okay, okay, there's a platform here. There's a there's a lane. Okay. And I have Tank Smith on spending the last 10 minutes trying to link. And it's been fun. But we're here now, man. Hell yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad I can we can make it happen. Well, and we all got time, right? <laughs> I mean, we all <laughs> I don't, I don't have a job, so I have a lot of time. <laughs> I've been on work with Clump since last May, so I'm in the same boat. It's just I've been blessed to, you know, get the money rolling in. But look, man, hey, I just wanted to put it out there publicly. For those of my, my listeners, if you're wondering where I got my inspiration to start is this man right here. Uh, and check out the Full Service Podcast. He interviews all, you know what, sell yourself, man. I ain't got to tell him, but you know what you do. Uh, yeah, full service with Tank Smith. Y'all should listen. If y'all are listening to the podcast, what are you doing? Listen to the podcast. Uh, I interview sex workers. I've had, uh, pretty much, I try to find everybody, everybody I can that'll talk to me. I'll interview them. Um, I've had escorts. I've had panty sellers. I've had, uh, I guess male escorts too. I've had people that have done like porn. Um, clients. Yeah, I've had clients. So yeah, I'm trying to get, trying to get everybody on. Um, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, man, uh, the Anaya episode was the one because I didn't know who she was or anything like that. But my for all the gents who did not know, just from me to you, thank you for introducing us to her. (laughs) Shout out out to Anaya. Couldn't have done it without her. Yeah. No, but uh, my guy Tank and and I told him this and I'm telling you guys this. I do a little bit different than Tank does. I like to have a full out host to host co-host episode because honestly there is so much to cover and I could interview this man to death and I'm going to ask him some questions but I like his vibe so much that I feel like I'm not doing y'all a service grilling him so I'm going <laughs> to open the floor and we're going to just go from topic to topic I have a lot and and I wanted to start by saying hey man those tips you gave me in interviewing wow I, I Thank oh, yeah. you, because last night was fun. It, it really was. It's a process, you know. It just gets you. Just like if you just listen to the interviews and be like, "Oh man, I could have done that better." Because I feel like it's also too. It's like once, uh, once you do something a few times, like oh, well, ultimately, the more you do something, the better you're gonna get at it. And just like listening to it, and be like, "Oh, differently. Oh, I shouldn't ask that. I should ask this." And it just comes with time, but yeah, it's a process. And it's. At least on your device, you have the ability to edit internally. Like with mine, you have to go. I can't go back and like fade out my dog snoring in the background or jumping on the bed because they need attention. We have to roll with it. So when you hear my episode on Friday, I'm telling you, you're going to hear my dog snoring and rolling in the bed for attention. And I'm like, motherfucking mutts. You know what I'm saying? They are edited. <laughs> I, gotta, I say a lot of dumb shit. I'm like, ooh, I gotta take that out. That's fucking... That's fucking... <laughs> yeah, Anchor doesn't give us that freedom, man. We have to roll with that punch and keep it moving, man, every single time. But while I got you on, man, you know I gotta ask the basics. So, you know, how long you been in the life, man? Uh, so I guess two or a little under two years so i guess when i first did really anything was like memorial day 2018 so i guess it'll, we're coming up to almost like two years two year anniversary you got any plans for your anniversary and when assuming this all gets back to normal 
I don't even. I don't even know, man. Honestly, <laughs> literally when I say I know, when I literally when I say I had like no like I had like literally like I have like thirty five dollars in my savings account right now, like actual money. Uh, so we'll see what happens, you know. <laughs> man, when but, uh, I tell you, if I, yeah, I tell. if I if I if I can if I can't see somebody, you know, I will. <laughs> uh, I know <laughs> at this juncture, I'm like, let me um, turn this into help my boy tank out. <laughs> you know, if you like <laughs> if you like the full service podcast, he has a cash app, he has a direct, he has all those things that we all have. And I and I would I would implore you guys to give it a listen and, and support his product because it is one of the groundbreakers and he's making legway. Um brother, I mean, I guess we'll go right into that topic. Um I saw your tweet, you know, and I was like, I gotta get him on, man, because he is making the best he is making the best chicken salad out of this situation that he possibly can, man. So tell me how it went down to the gig, man. You did the job, and they were just like, what? Don't come in. Uh, well, I was basically – I was working from home, and I started at this job in November – yeah, at the beginning of November. So I moved, I moved from North Carolina, basically quit my job and didn't have a job from, like, June to November. I uh, started this spot – and it was a it was a pretty good gig. I was I was making less than I was in North Carolina, which kind of sucked. But I was like, yeah, I'll take a job. And uh, basically, they my boss called me and he's like, hey, how's it going? And it was like around like seven or something. So it's like normally he doesn't call me that late. He hits me up. He's like, yo, how's it going? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm like, how are you? He's like, you know, not not that good. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? And he's like, he, he's like, <laughs> he's like, are, are you like, sit, are you sitting down? I'm like, should I be sitting down? Right? Should like, I be like, sitting down? <laughs> and like, I didn't really see it coming. So, and then so he's like, you know, hey, I just talked to the CEO or whatever, and they got to cut the department down. And like, I'm the I'm the newest person, so I'm like, you know, obviously I will be the one to go. Um, Last but, man in. Yeah, last man. Yeah, so last man in, first man out. So, I mean, he he told me, and we were like laughing about it on the phone. I'm like, what am I? I mean, what the fuck am I? I mean, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna argue my way into him like keeping my job. I mean, you know, it's not, it's, it's done, it's over. But uh, I don't have any hard feelings. You know, we'll uh, we'll move on. We'll do something else. It'll be good. Absolutely. Hey, not for nothing, man. You know, the weed man, stay getting paid. And I, 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 I have learned that you are a, uh, a fan of all things uh, oh, yeah. medicinal. I wish, <laughs> honestly, I wish I could sell weed, but I don't know enough people down here yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I can see you being the, the comedy plug. The, the, uh, <laughs> oh, was, the, dude, in North Carolina, dude, it was like, hey, I'm, I'm just around so many so many comics, they just come to me for weed. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, of course I can help you out. You know, it's really nice, but uh, not anymore. <laughs> they come to you for weed and apologies for the uh, Civil War joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know the joke. I, I was listening. I'm like, this guy in, in a room full of white people, they laughed at it hard. Dude, that was a, that was a heavy Trump crowd, too. So it was really nice. To, uh, and uh, I did like a Trump joke, too. And uh, they laughed at it. So I was like, man, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> you know these Trump jokes, and and I was just telling the guests from last night, these Trump jokes are off the chain. And the best one I've heard, you know, and I'm I want you to do yours if you if you don't mind. Uh, lately, I've been listening to Merlania, more more Merlani, I forget his name, but he was like, "There's a horse loose in a hospital," so that's like my code on Sydney Twitter. Anytime someone brings up a Trump okay. thing that he did, <laughs> there's a horse. Loose in the fucking hospital, you know. <laughs> and every two seconds, you wonder why is there a horse in the hospital? And then there's silence. You're you know. And I'm like, damn guy, man. But <laughs> you know, I mean, we all kind of know. You know, why would a horse get a job or be allowed to run loose in the hospital for the first time? But you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of where we are. That's kind of where we are. Yeah. It's not the best moments, but that's where we are. But yeah. Tank, man, tell us about the comedy. I, mean, I know the comedy took a break, but introduce us to the comedy styling of Mr. Tank Smith, man, while we got you on. Oh, yeah. So I started, I guess I'm coming up. May will be like five years of me doing it, um, which is cool. I started in, yeah, I started in North Carolina. I pretty much moved to Atlanta for like straight up stand up. Like I grew up like south of the like probably like in the suburbs or whatever. So my parents are still here. My sister's here. Do you like, see yourself making the transition like Drewski and Desi Banks of the world going to the uh, 
Instagram kind of funny, the the Twitter funny, the TikTok humor guys. Uh, I mean, that's definitely an option. I still, I mean, I'm always a fan of like actual stand up because it, it it doesn't really translate. Like, if you will, if right. you see like a lot of these people that are kind of like Instagram funny or do like Wild and Out and shit. Like, I've seen a, a, a guy from Wild and Out. I was on a show with him, and uh, he wasn't that good. Like, you'll, <laughs> you'll see. Yeah, it's that's like it's, kind of it's not it's not stand up comedy. You know, it's it's it's. It's like being in front of an audience, performing and doing jokes and shit. It's different than than being in front of a screen. It's like a different kind of comedy. Because like there's there's been like a trend to where stand ups trying to move to this like virtual stand up to where you'll see somebody like doing like five or ten minutes like on like Instagram and shit. And it's just it's not the same. It's like there's nothing that's gonna be like live stand up comedy. And I'm the guy who, and I, and I should say this, I, I place a high value on comedy. And I, and I know, you know, my some of my listeners are going to probably be like, what the fuck did he just say? I uh, <laughs> I rank these guys. And I don't I don't place Kevin Hart very high on my list because I don't think he's stand-up funny. I think he's movie funny, you yeah. know? <laughs> but stand-up funny? Nah, I wouldn't. You know, if you gave me, you know, because there's these, you know, memes that go across and go, put the three comedians you want to see, right? And yeah. I'm like, if it's just comedian, I'm trying to, you know, walk out of there with an asthma attack kind of laughter. Kevin Hart's not on top of that three. Yeah. Now, you know, you got Chris Rock, you got Eddie Murphy, and Bernie Mac, may he rest in peace. I pay good money for that, yeah, <laughs> you know, because that's their genre and that's what they do. And they're great. At it. I'm not going to say I don't quote Kevin Hart to this day because he's funny, yeah. but he's not that funny when you think of it. And that, am I off base in saying that? No, I think I think that's the best. The best thing about comedy is you know it's like subjective, you know, which is the best. That's the best part is like you could think somebody sucks, you could think somebody's great. I watch them, I'm like, oh man, they're 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 amazing. Like they're, and I mean, I think Kevin Hart's funny. He's definitely not one of my favorite comedians. I think that uh, he get. I mean, it's easier when you get to the top and everybody likes you. Right, you know, to where it's actually it actually makes it harder for you to actually determine what's funny, because like Will, like say if you take like Will Ferrell for instance, right, he could really yes. say anything at all, and people will laugh at it, even if it's not funny. And I feel like Kevin Hart's kind of the same way, to where like how do you know what's actually funny when people laugh at everything that you say? It's because I laugh because you're like I want to laugh because it, it feels you know niche to laugh, but in the same token, I'm laughing because it's Kevin. <laughs> I wouldn't do that same laugh over anyone else, right? Hello. Tank, are you there? Well. It seems like I may have temporarily lost Tank, but I am not going to give up on that segment. I will get him back on, and we will have another segment. You guys stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Never mind. I'll get ready to do <laughs> a pause. Hey, you know, you know, in my podcast, we have commercial breaks. <laughs> yeah, I was like hearing you, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying, you know, we laugh at Kevin because it's like, I think, like you just said, with Will Ferrell, we, we're t- up tuned to do so. But in essence, it's like, okay. But I don't knock the guy because he is funny in, in his own right. You know, a guy who I, who used to make me laugh a lot is George Carlin. My oh, yeah. Goodness. George Carlin's uh, funny. Funny how his humor is relevant today, too. <laughs> People would just go back and listen. <laughs> that's the best is when, you're, when your comedy can last, like, decades to where like as if you're doing something real topical sometimes it's hard for that to translate to like an audience like later like in the future or whatever because they don't get your references but if you can make like timeless comedy like that's the best shit yep and and again shout out to my guy tank listening i uh i now have a full country western like 10 songs I have on the ready. You know, it's the funny <laughs> thing. You know, go, I'm going to let you do that joke. I just want you to know I got 10, 10 country westerns down here in Texas I keep on the autoplay now. I'm like, just in case. No, you got you to gotta keep them ready. You got <laughs> But, yeah, so basically the joke is like uh... – it's hard to it's hard to do a joke like this technically like without our like audience or whatever but you know like basically the gist is like I uh like I'm a huge country music fan um, right 
and i feel like it's an untapped resource for the black community like we should be like embrace it a little bit more at least like i try to like i listen to country music strategically like only during traffic stops <laughs> if you think if you think about it like what have you heard of a black dude being shot by the cops while listening to a tim mcgraw cd i don't think that's really ever happened you know that would be a first yeah <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, I use I use a Garth Brooks Greatest Hits CD as my expect no patronum for police officers. Works every time. Like, I get pulled over, just pop in the CD, go to track number two, Friends in Low Places, and then I sing the song to the cop, you know, and he lets me go. Unless it's a black okay. cop, then he'll shoot you. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, car, this car's stolen, okay? <laughs> like, look, hey, look. I, I know the bullshit. Look, I tell you, it, it reminds me of uh, Larry David with that MAGA hat joke that he does on his yeah. show. And I was like, my God, that is brilliant. You know, it's, it's humor like that. I, I take to the next level and go, this is next level. This is this yeah. is outside the box thinking. Because obviously, if I walked around with a MAGA hat, you'd think one of two things. Either, I, either I'm a Trump supporter and I've lost my fucking mind. Or <laughs> number two, I, I attack Justice Smollett. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only logical reason a black man would walk around with a MAGA hat. But, you know, <laughs> that's about it. And shout out to Jesse, you know. It, it was crazy, but hey, you know, it was where we are. I don't know. Like, I, every, like, that was, I remember that shit, like, at work, we were just debating it. Just like, oh my God, did he really get beat up? As soon as I heard that story, I was like, that is a bullshit fucking story. Immediately. Immediately. I'm like, first off, this dude is walking around Chicago two o'clock in the morning. Some white dudes recognize him, beat him up, call him gay. I'm like, how are you gonna know this dude's gay? Just like, and then, oh my, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? This story is a bullshit. And then everybody in my work argued with me, and they're like, no, this is a hate crime. Hell yeah, I was right. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. I just had a date in Chicago, right? And I've been to the South Side. I don't know too many scenarios where white people are there at two in the morning. And I don't know too many black guys getting Subway. They get the fried gizzards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I get Subway. At two. I don't even know too many Subways open at two in the morning. Why would, but, you, why would you risk your life for fucking Subway, dude? I mean, I, I, look, I love I love a foot-long meatball like anybody else. Yeah. But it ain't, you know, it ain't worth two bros from the show jumping <laughs> Dave <laughs> killed that joke, and and every time I think of him, I think I can't get past Dave Chappelle calling him juicy, juicy smolet, smolet. <laughs> but nah, man, I, I had to I had to put the humor in because you splice it in, and I, and I got to ask you this question because all the interviews you do, who was the most interesting interview? You was like, what the fuck just happened? Kind of interview that you had, man. Uh, the craziest interview I ever did was with the male escort. Wow! Expound, please. Because <laughs> this this was a uh, and he it was completely anonymous. Uh, like when I the interview, like nobody like basically. So I hit this dude up, and I I mean I never like met like a male escort before. I never like you know. So I'm like going into it. I was already kind of nervous because I'm like, all right, I'm meeting this dude. Uh, you know, and at a hotel, we met at a hotel, and he, he was super cool. Um, but have you heard of like party calls and shit like that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm a '90s this, baby. Yeah. This, yeah well, <laughs> this, this dude, this dude, like the this dude, like the party, right? Uh, like with like needles and shit, you know. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and so there was like lots of needles everywhere, and. Uh, I don't know, like, we did, like, part of it, like, the interview took place over fucking, like, six or seven hours, and, uh, like, I did part of the interview, and then I I left, and he had to go pick up his wife from work and shit, then I ended up coming back later while his wife's there, and there, he's on, like, webcam and shit, so he's basically, like, naked the whole time, so I'm, like, interviewing with his dick out. Like right, in, <laughs> like right in front of me, right. <laughs> and, uh, I pray you make him laugh. Nothing like seeing another grown man dick jump me. Yeah. like literally, I'm like sitting across from him on the couch. He has his dick out, 
playing with it on webcam while I'm trying to like interview him. <laughs> and uh, his wife, his wife was there too. That was that was cool. She, like uh, one thing I like, I, I hung the the second time when I came back, I ended up hanging out for like five or six hours. So I think I showed up at like nine and left at like fucking like three in the morning. Uh, just like hanging out and shooting the shit. But uh, at one point, right, I'm hanging out in the like the like main part of the hotel room, and they're both in the bathroom. Because uh, he's got to like, he's like, yeah, I got to go clean out and do for some anal or whatever. And uh, so they're, they're, they're hey, we got to do what we got to do. Let me not judge, you know what I'm saying? But but please continue. So she basically she's like, hey Tank, you want to see something cool? And I was like. You know what? Hell yeah, I'm down for whatever. So I go into the bathroom, and I'm standing like at the door, and he's in the shower, and she's like sitting on the edge of the tub, and then she pulls out from like inside the tub this huge, like probably like I'd say foot long, like coke can sized dildo, right? And uh, gives it to him, and then he lubes it up with shampoo, and then bends over, and then she like just jams the dildo like in his ass. And I'm like, stand, I'm I'm standing I'm standing at the doorway, just like, oh, this is so okay, nice. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna go back and listen to that episode now, just because I have context. And for my people listening, I told you guys this podcast is gonna stretch limits, and and I gotta tell you, <laughs> they just took it there, and 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 I'm, <laughs> I feel like I've let y'all down because. <laughs> You know, my first guest was last night, and we were just so laid back. And I'm like, "Fuck that!" Okay. <laughs> and I heard, I heard another. I'm not gonna put her out there, but she knows what she is. I've heard another episode where there was a joint interview, and there was a gent involved in. And I was like, "Oh, this just came around for session. That's cool." You know, I'm yeah. like, "That that that's a goal." You know, but <laughs> never. But naked man. Now I will say, I have reached out to some very interesting people, but. Right now, you are the leader on the leaderboard by a mile. <laughs> you know, I would have, I would have went live then. Hey, so can you describe the pegging thing right now that you're doing with with your guy? Because yeah. I think my audience. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it was that was yeah that was definitely the craziest time. Because I mean, I am too. Like, I will say this: I've never seen any. Well, I mean, I guess I had before, but like seeing somebody like shoot up drugs right in front of you is a pretty crazy thing. Uh, and it not be the other drugs that we're kind of accustomed <laughs> but you know <laughs> that was even the worst part of that and, and, and I would have been like you know the drugs are kind of a thing but you're sitting here naked bro yeah I mean I, I'm not trying to make anybody feel uncomfortable so if they want to pull their dick out if that would make them okay then I'm like you know what we're doing this interview I'm good uh, <laughs> for, the, for the baby podcasters like myself who are listening to this and learning these tips, I want to tell you guys if you can look for a straight face, there is no excuse why I cannot interview a guy in a clown suit, you know, <laughs> who yeah. does porn. I am a fan. I don't know if you know the guy Jibby or Gibbs the Clown. Gibby the Clown. Uh, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think so. I will send you a link. So he legit, basically, his, his thing, he has an OnlyFans, okay. is to have sex with multiple women in clown suits. Are they wearing the clown suits or he is? He is. The whole time through. With okay. the mask. Okay. Nice. There's another guy I follow and he's just as fucked. <laughs> but, you know, but it's funny. He's in a garbage bag or wax sack. Okay. And like his orgasms are, are, sound like Skeletor being defeated in battle. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> so much so that he's pointing it. <laughs> Hopefully he can still get hard without the trash bag on though. That'd be a real problem. When I send you a link, you'll see the extent to where he goes with this, and it's it's pretty epic. I'm gonna try to get both of them on the show at some point or the other. That'd if I can get them both at the same time, that would be you know, hey, who, who's more fucked? Who's more <laughs> fucked? <laughs> but I mean, these guys are making legit money, and oh, Waxack yeah. he does not discriminate. He, you know, guys, girls. Most recently, and what caught my attention, and then I'm trying to get her on, is he had a TS on, and I was like, oh, she's in my city. Okay. Okay, yeah. Wexac, you're open. Fuck yeah! I'm trying to get yeah. the more the more different types of people you can get on, the better. That's that's my that's my thing. I'm learning to to, to diver, diversify. You know, it would have been easy for me to find a um, 
and shout out to my ladies. Y'all know I'm not being racist. It would have been easy for me to find a, a black ass girl. I could find thousands of them down here. And I'm going to have many of my favorites on throughout the court. They've all asked to be on. But I'm going to stretch the, the boundaries and pick and pull and choose clients. I, I talked to Red Rover, and he was like, did you hear me on the full service? I said, yeah, that's why I'm trying to reach out to you now. <laughs> I think you did a good job on tanks. And I really feel like you got more, especially now with the coronavirus, you seem to have a lot more to say. So let's get you on. You know, he's a he's a, a good guy. And I, and I want to say you've really pulled some interesting – I heard your most recent interview too, and she seems like a winner as well. I like that she's a brat and she's been in the military. And it, wow, you know, her story was just as good as all the others. And I was like, you know, I don't know how Tank does it, but I'm going to ask him when he's on my show. Now, like, how are you, like, figuring out who to pull, man? While he's attempting to get his audio to work, I asked him that question because Tank has interesting guests all up and down the spectrum. And if you listen to his podcast, you'll learn that. And we talked about it at the beginning, like, you know, Adult entertainer, escort. Yeah, you know. There you go. Now you're back. See, I learned how to cover that time by just talking. That was that was some some good riffing, dude. I was like, man, what the fuck? My radio's not working. Fuck this. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, how I reach out to people. Actually, this for the Sophia. I don't know if you heard that. She actually reached out to me. Um, one of one of her clients had actually mentioned it to her. Then she sent me an email, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, let's do it. Um. But for the most part, I'd say I'm hitting up a lot of people from Twitter. Um, but then I'm just like searching like escort sites in the kind of Atlanta area. I'll see who's like coming to town uh, via Twitter. But mainly, I guess I'm pulling off like Trist, Eros, Private Delights, Slixa, and then maybe a little bit of adult search. Um, but then, yeah, I'm just like looking at looking at ads and be like, okay, cool. Maybe I'll hit you up. Let's do the podcast, you know? So I just recently saw someone rant and I was like, I don't want to say her name because I want her on the show. She says she's going to listen to the pod first. And I was like, I got to have you on because you're old school. And I feel like that element is missing in, in this lifestyle right now because the panic, man. And, and, and by the way, kudos to you being, and I know it's probably, it, there's stress. I'm not going to say it's not, but the panic so some of the ladies exhibit publicly, it's been a thing. And I understand it's their life and it's different, but it's like, wow. And she was like, you know, you guys really had not seen struggle. You know, this is one of many things with Foster Sesta. And I always yeah. remind people, I was around long enough to remember when the Craigslist raids started up, you know, and Netflix did a movie on the young lady who got murdered recently in, in, in 15. And I'm like, you know, 2010, 2011, when they were braiding back page and Craigslist ads, that shit was scary, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck that. Nah, <laughs> I mean, and, and they, a lot of people don't understand. You can legit see an ad, click on it, think you're talking to the escort, go to the hotel, boom, you're arrested. <laughs> like, yeah, what? that's why That's why you can't be, that's why you got to stay away from explicit stuff. You got to, <laughs> that's how they get you. Like, in, uh, I guess in North Carolina, it, well, actually at the beginning of the year, a lot of places they were doing like, just like, they'd, police would just set up a, uh, hotel rooms and then just like churn people in like throughout the day just setting up ads for people to come by and then just like busting them it's it's, it's incredible yeah you gotta be careful and, and i gotta tell you having seen when they first started like a legit a poker game spared me one time i had a buddy who did this like poker game with his fellas because they would they would go out and hang out and they would pick hotel rooms to play poker and yeah. he just had to be a client as well and he was like Hey, bro, I see your truck out here. There's a, there's a cop car right around over there. They're running a sting in this hotel tonight. Be careful. Yeah. And I booked a lady in that hotel, and I was like, let me get the fuck out of this parking lot. For that night? <laughs> that saved my life. And I, uh, I was yeah, that happened. And if not for me, then this is what happens because I'm impatient, and I let the little head go, go nuts. So I booked this date, and she gave me all these instructions. They were very detailed. When you get in the parking lot, flash your lights once, and I'll call you when I see your car park out. Boom, 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 what boom. What the fuck? Flash your lights? 
<laughs> yeah, because you know she was like, I don't want you to go through the lobby because then they'll see you go through the lobby. And I, I was like, okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about the whole Chris Hansen thing about you know, if you use this kind of code, then you're good to go. But I was like, okay, if I flash my lights and she could see it from her window, because she's like, I can see your car from the window. So I get, I always, I learned in the military, get somewhere early, scope the scene, then do it. So I got there early. Then she asked, and I'm like, well, let me go on this other ad and see what's going on. And while I'm waiting in the lobby, while, while I'm waiting in my car, my buddy calls me. He's like, hey, man, that's your car? I said, yeah. I said, bro, just so you know. And and, and if it wasn't for that, I probably would God have a different perspective. <laughs> you know, I was in the military. I just came off of a late shift. It's like one in the morning. And he and I'm like, bro, what are you doing here? He's like, man, I'm running a poker hustle up here in the, in the other room. But, you know, I know your car. <laughs> he turned around, man. Nah, you got, you got fucking lucky, dude. Oh, man, I got you you've heard my pod. You've I mean when I was doing the um the street the car work. thing, the car when you yeah. picked oh yeah. yeah I've had many brushes like that where I was like, I know I don't deserve this amount of um of of blessing in this lifestyle because there's no reason why I shouldn't I've had pimps legit circle my car too because I picked someone else's girl and like legit as I'm getting you know, a blowjob, they're not going, hey, what was wrong with Sadie? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you can't legit wait till I'm done, <laughs> you know? And I've, I've, I've like, been... dog, you tapping on the windows really killing this boater, dude. Chill out. Yeah, it, that's exactly kind of how I'm looking. I'm like, I got my what-the-fuck face going on with my dick out. Like, bro, I know you could wait, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> he wanted to know what was going on. And, and like, in a business manner, He's like, I want to know what I could have done to, you know, persuaded you to see one of my ladies. <laughs> he like, wants to know what he could have done. Yeah, I mean, and I and I talked about that because I think like, I want to expand when I get a, a guest on who I can talk with this about. And and I was like, you know, well, first off, man, you don't want to chase down potential guys trying to find ladies because kind of makes you look very stalkerish and creeperish. And I don't know if you're gonna, you know, hit me with that pimp stick and try to take this money and then she do nothing. Say, oh no, it's not like that, man. It says, you know, I'm a new pimp. This is in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm a new pimp. I really need advice. Can get, you help me out here? What can I do better? <laughs> trying to get my, my, my stable established. And I don't want them on this track losing me money. <laughs> I'm like, well, don't follow. Evil. Jesus Christ. Trust him. Trust him. Oh, bro, I, that's the that's the tame version. I was, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I digress to say that some ladies that are listening know that they've been called a lot. So yeah, I started I'm, I started reading probably like if you see the so Dave Chappelle he released a special it would have been like at least over a year ago now it's like right when that Me Too shit was going on it was at the comedy store and he mentions like a it's Pip by like Iceberg Slim a book I read all those bro I st- I like started reading it and I was like I can't read this shit this shit this dude is an evil motherfucker dude. I'm like this yeah. guy. This is this is a terrible person. Like I can't. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole I don't know how far you got in. Like if you stop reading, then then you probably did good. Because yeah, the bottom bitch in that in the end is like, oh man, you turn her into nothing. But you know, it it it's part of a it's part of a, a dynamic in that culture. You know, yeah. Kiki Shepard, I think, did a uh, a movie called Pimp <laughs> just recently, and I was like, it's the same thing. Damn, but woman, <laughs> you know, and she's like, you know, stacking them and telling them how to get their money. And I'll tell you a good uh, uh, the deuce on HBO. Okay, often, yeah. that was well written and it's based on true events. And okay. I was like, that's kind of a, a a good segue into where we are now because you see the ladies go from the street to the adult film work, and then some go back to the street, and then or, or some just get out of the game early because they made it their money and got out because they saw their goals and said that they were done with them. I dug that, so you know, I, I don't to, know if you watch, but James Franco does an excellent job. Yeah, I got I, yeah, I need to check it out. People, I've heard people talk about it, so yeah, for sure. It, it's it's incredible, and and all the money the Italians, the mob put into to the adult industry. I didn't I didn't know, you know. I just thought it was, I got this camera. David does Dallas, but let's go. But there yeah. was a lot of behind the scenes into it, and the rates 
<laughs> I don't know what that looks like in, in modern numbers, but I assure you the gents back in the day were getting quite the special. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, that's you're not getting that now. <laughs> not, not even in the best case scenario. Yeah. But no. you know, as it relates to the lifestyle, I gotta tell you, man, and, and you asked me in the DM about these questions. So in honor of you being on my show. <laughs> Surprise! Oh. I am going to break out the Q and A section because, yay! Of course, I got questions, and I sent you one last night. Just so you know, I don't need to be making this shit up. I get them from all over the place because they're like, "Oh man, you got a lot of knowledge," or you know, whatever you post on Twitter. Or there's a group, there's a forum site that links to the show, and those gents would be like, "Oh man, why the fuck you telling them about how we screen and how we do it on our side?" I'm like, well, because 20 percent you guys are assholes. <laughs> these dudes are hilarious to me, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, all right, I was unemployed for a while, so I mean, I was on the internet for a long time for for like <laughs> for a while, so I mean, I, yeah, that's it's yeah, but yeah, I said, so, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it, man. Trust me, I get it. So I will ask you one of the questions I was asked. I answered it on my show, but I'm going to ask you because I feel like maybe we should get Tank's perspective. What are your thoughts on the review culture? Um, I think that reviews are helpful for sure. I think that they help from if from somebody kind of new to this or getting in. I think seeing somebody that has a lot of positive reviews. I mean, when I was coming in, I'd, I'd definitely be <clears throat> more willing to book somebody that has, like, reviews than, like, doesn't have any reviews at all. Um, I think the one thing you gotta... The one thing you definitely have to understand is, like, they're fucking super subjective. Almost to where it's, like, almost like stand-up. I can equate it to that, right? So we're like, <laughs> you, you can tell me, like, you can tell me, like, you saw, like, this hilarious comedian, right? You think they're so funny, and then you send me a link to the video, and I'm like, "This is fucking terrible," you know? Exactly. To where like everything's and, so and subjective. To where like some person saying this thing, they had this experience. Who knows if it's if it happened, um, if that'll happen with you? And I mean, everything's really everything's fucking you know subjective. But I would say that. If you see someone like has like a hundred fucking reviews and they're all good, I would say that is, yeah, I I I trust that. The young lady I had on last night had fifty reviews and forty nine of them were stellar, yeah. and one dude was just being an ass. He had never even seen her because he wanted to weaponize a review, you know, and and, and this, this and that's my problem. You know, and, and then there are jerks out here right now take, trying to take advantage of the situation like, oh, you know, because of coronavirus, the prices are going to lower. And, you know, if you see me now, I'll get you a good review. Like, what in the entire fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't I just don't yeah, I just don't get that whole thing. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll write a review. If somebody asked me to review. I'm not going to fucking I'm like, this happened between us. You know, that's that's what it was. Nobody else needs to know about that. But it seems like it's just a bunch of I mean, I yeah, it seems like a bunch of dudes that really have not much like a like a like too much time on their hands and they're like they're like on the fucking forum sites like literally all day i mean i've seen it i've seen seen a review that's like literally 25 paragraphs and i'm like motherfucker do you not have shit that you gotta do do you not have anything fucking else to do than type out this fucking 25 paragraph review what the fuck is wrong with you dude Fucking go jerk off. That, fucking go jerk off or something. Like, yeah, that's funny. I so I got in my car. Fucking traffic. Had to wait. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you squeeze twenty five? This dude needs to do you know those Twitter threads that come out. <laughs> like, bro, thread that shit. Thread that shit. Just get to the point. Was it good? Would I see her again? Should I? Yeah, right. I mean, I think I think Private Delights is kind of cool because it has like reviews that are like non, super like not explicit to where you get to like, okay, this is a good provider. I enjoyed our time together. I'd see her again. I wouldn't see her again or whatever. You know, I think that's a yeah. good, a good way to go. I'm just like, I just, I feel, I feel weird like, even like writing explicit things that happen between me and somebody else. I feel weird about that. 
I pray Trish goes that road. A couple of ladies have told me that, you know, please. And I was like, I have no intent on writing any more reviews anyway. But if Trish starts that bullshit up, look, I think with so many of them, ladies I see at least, making that full transition to Twitter, it kind of eliminates that. But I know I represent just one person. And a lot of clients, I mean, Trish isn't stupid, right? They know. Reviews are where the money is at. These guys will pay to write a novel. 25 paragraphs in to go don't go cj no <laughs> you know yeah. she, she didn't she didn't uh lick my toes properly boom yeah <laughs> yeah I guess if, if you're trying to get like a revenue stream and then just create a paywall to be able to see reviews then i yeah i mean i guess i understand it's for the sites that uh it's just a way a new way to get revenue but i mean i think really i mean i've talked to i've talked to providers that like reviews i've talked to providers that don't like reviews um so I mean it's 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 tricky, but I think if you're gonna write a review, fucking talk to the person that you're exactly. uh, Yeah, like I mean, even I got ripped off the other day, and I'm like, I don't feel like writing. I don't, I'm not gonna write a review about this. <laughs> I'm not even gonna right. say. I'm not even gonna say who it was. You know. Um, so yeah. I've been there. I think we all have a horror story. You've heard, y'all have heard mine. I'm gonna get yours out before we end this episode. You can best goddamn believe that. People laugh at my pain. But, <laughs> okay. Question two, and I was gonna save it for mine, but I'm gonna ask you, man. How do you define a regular? That came from a provider. How do you define a regular? Hmm. I mean, I guess somebody who sees you with consistency is that. Is that oh, a, I mean, you go run from it. I'm like, I mean, what is? I mean, what? I don't even really. I mean, I had a person that I would see in Raleigh or whatever, and I would either see her or like somebody else. But I mean, that's the person that I would see. You know, I mean, I guess I'm the person who I'm like, I want to search. For the one, you know, that's I guess that's how I feel. And I'm like, once I find somebody I like or whatever, I'm like, all right, well, yeah, let's just like I'm just gonna see you. That's all. Like, I don't need to see anything else, you know. But uh, I guess that's is that. I don't. Yeah, I guess that's that's how see, I view it. Somebody who, uh, yeah, consistency. My thing is, if I see you more than twice, and I've if I've invested in seeing you, because I think once, hey, obviously there was a physical attraction twice. I wanted to repeat it again a third time. It's like that whole fool me once, same on you kind of thing. Yeah. But in a good way. If I see you at least three times, I feel like you should know where we stand, right? But, you know, some gents are like, if I see you once a year for 10 years in a row, that should make me a regular. What? Okay. I, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, at that juncture, I don't know why you would. Now, now, before we knock those gents, if I see you once and it's for a whole weekend and I'm paying that kind of rate, you know, then it kind of changes. But if I see you once and I see you again in two years, no, you're not a regular. It's just you you're, you got a, a hard dick and you just want to find somebody. And you, you're like, oh, well, last time I had a good time with Jane and I'm going to call her again. But, yeah. I think, I, think it's, I, think, I think it's key really understanding the boundaries of what, you know, you have with somebody else, you know, and like, because I've thought about it before. I'm like, say if I give somebody, like, this has happened. Like, I've probably spent like like four or $5,000 with somebody, right? over like months or whatever and i'm like is if this if this ends right where i never send like if i never see this person again or something like that does the money you spent previously still allow you to hit them up or whatever does that does that mean anything from the past you know and i think uh that's interesting to look at but you know it's understanding the fucking boundaries and shit you have with with the person that you're seeing seeing absolutely and and we can't emphasize the boundaries enough. And I, and I, I have this conversation with ladies and gents a lot. You know, as you build that rapport, boundaries shift because there's a level of comfort that changes. Yeah. And I had, and I, this will probably be the last time I bring it up because I beat it like a dead horse. When you when you get close to enough, when you have someone in your complex that's as close, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, we've talked and. You know, we're all at the grocery store, you know, just doing random shit. You 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 build that, but that comes over time. And yeah. I think a lot of just miss that because it's like we are privileged, especially I'm just gonna use Twitter because you see so many. Yeah. I mean, there are so many. Every time I like accept a follow from like 10, 10 more popping, I'm like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Damn, bro, that's a, that's a that's a good problem to have, dude. Yeah, I mean, well, people, people following you? <laughs> no, no, no. Let me not say it that way, because you have more followers than me. I meant to say when I follow ten, it's like I think I'm good with this good follow count, right? Yeah. Then I see like five more, and I'm like, what in the entire hell just happened? Eric, you had a number, and I almost wanted like for every ten I follow, I'm gonna like drop two or three. Then I get mad because I'm like, dang it, I don't. Why did I drop those two? You know, let me reevaluate. You know, I I'll, so, I'll follow everybody. I don't fucking. I don't think I've unfollowed anybody since starting the podcast. <laughs> man, let me tell you, I've I've had to unfollow some because uh, they go a certain direction I don't agree with, and they do it over time. They're consistent, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, you know, you're triggering old Eric. And again, people will say, "Well, he just said his name again." I'm exposed. I know. I know that. You know, the podcast has my name on it, so I don't hide it. But you know, when you bring out things that trigger me, I go, "Let me just go ahead and mute you or block you for my sanity." Yeah, and that's where we are. I understand. So, since since you brought up a bad experience, I need you to expand, my brother, because that's my personal question to you. Define your worst date experience in this lifestyle. Worst date experience? Uh, Worst. Yeah, I'd say, I guess, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> right? This was like like right when I first started. So this is 2018. Um, I went to see a lady. And this is like, I the first time I ever did anything was, well, the first time I ever saw somebody was like, let's say Memorial Day 2018. So Memorial Day is Monday. The first time I ever saw somebody was Sunday before that. And then so the Tuesday after that in not in Knoxville. So this is like the second time I ever saw somebody ever. Um, so I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, so I hit her up. I go to this like she gives me the address and I pass like a like a gas station and then like an old like sports bar. And then, like, a Mexican restaurant and then, like, this, like, closed-ass-looking building that's, like, a pressure-washing company or something. Um, so she tells me to go, like, around back. Um, I go around back. She's like, oh, hey, are you tank? I was like, oh, yeah. So she's like, okay, park on the side. I park on the side, walk uh, around the front. And she opens the door. And uh, we, like, talk or whatever, go in. And then she closes it but, like, doesn't lock it. And I'm like, hey, you want to, like, lock the door, you know? And then she, like, grabs, like, a two-by-four and, like, puts it up under the handle as a lock. Uh, wow. And – but my whole – the whole, got- <laughs> the whole time – and the whole – my whole my whole philosophy pretty much for everything in life is, like, you know, everything will be fine. You know, everything will be okay. Uh, so that's how I still felt the whole time. Um, so I'm, like, looking, like, after she puts the two-by-four, I'm, like, looking in the room, and it's, like, a whole bunch of just, like – furniture this looks like almost like a big like storage facility um and basically they're like her stuff's there too she might be living there i don't know uh there's like a pull-out couch bed and so we go to the bed and i'm a big dude fucking pull out couch beds do not fucking feel good for me you know they're not gonna, it's yeah. Not gonna work for <laughs> yeah and uh Basically, she goes down on me. I fucking ask her if she wants if I can do that for her. Then she's like, you know, I'm on methadone. I'm good. And then I'm like, oh, boy. damn. Um, so my dick goes super soft as it does sometimes. Uh, <laughs> well, she kind of gave me good reason. Good reason. Well, I thought about it later, and I'm like, am I does my am I judge was I judging her because she told me that? And I'm like, is that why? I'm like, does my dick have a problem with like? I'm like, you know, who's I don't know. I thought about it a lot later. I'm like, well, what was the real issue? Uh, so my dick goes, <laughs> my dick goes super soft, right? And so I start jerking off, trying to get hard, and then I like came in the condom. Uh, then I like apologized, and then I left, and, uh, and then that was that. Let me tell you, man, the dick has feels too. It really does. It definitely has feels, dude. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I had a whole episode that feels at three in the morning. You know, where it's like he's like, "Hey, man, what are we doing here? We need to be out in these streets." You know, he was pretty excited that morning. 
But um, yeah, dude, the dick will lead you. The dick will lead you down a, a road that you don't want to go down. Sometimes, let me tell you, while, while not dick. while not my worst experience, the dick had feels one time in in Tijuana. We pulled in San Diego, and legit, the ladies that are on the street in TJ, it's pretty known for sailors. They know what the hell I'm talking about. So you pull them off the street, and they take you to the room, and they pray first. I was like, what the fuck? They had the whole the the Mother Mary thing right there. She prayed. She did the rosary thing with the beads. And I was like, you know, let's just talk. (laughs) And she didn't speak any English. But but I couldn't get hard because I'm like, you went through this whole religious sacrament just now. And I'm like, damn, I don't know if I want my blowjob or a cracker and some juice. You know? So I'm sitting there like, dang it. I can't do this thing. Damn. (laughs) The whole time I was like, did you get over it? Or did you end up you end up doing it or no? I went downstairs, got drunk, and tried it again, and it worked out. But you know, the point was initially I felt bad as hell. I was like, I got to get drunk to enjoy this because I can't do this. And the mother of the house was like, No, 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 that's what they do. They they pray for peace and safety. And I was like, Well, could they do it? That's before? really nice because you know it kind of threw the whole vibe off. And yeah, you know, because you're not thinking about that at the moment. Not that I'm not religious, because I very much am. It's just, it was like, damn, this is where we go. <laughs> you know, I tipped her. I tipped her crazy then. Because I felt bad. It's like, here, here's 25 on top of the fee. God bless you. <laughs> you know. Go with Christ. God, you right. Basically. Basically. And, and the deviant in me is like, I'm going to make you scream out my name, just like you were in church anyway. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, Eric, you got to stop, bro. Eric, you got to stop, because that's not where we are right here. But I gotta tell you, your story. Come on, man. You were in a basically a storage facility on a, on a bed. <laughs> Look, yeah. The things we do because little heads in control, and we and we never have that moment of clarity with the little head. Like, bro, we don't need this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, ultimately, like when I think about getting like ripped off, like a couple of weeks ago, where I like cash app this like this chick or dude, whoever it was. For money for like a massage i'm like i i went through so many red flags like there were so many red flags before any of it happened i still like sent money i'm like you gotta fucking chill out dude you gotta fucking stop yeah like my, my friend he'll roast me like the best thing you, you need people that'll like roast you to keep you humble or whatever yes and uh the way the way my buddy describes it he's like dude he's like you're like a crackhead Doing a podcast about crack. Hey, <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, dude. I'm not like it's like sometimes, not all the time, you know. But you know, I will tell you as I, I mentor a guy now, and we talk about this frequently. And the biggest thing is money management in this game it, because you can go broke chasing your dick around. You <laughs> really, bro. I have put. Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. And and I have learned that, man. If I want this bad enough, and there are some whose rates are ridiculous, but I'm asking myself, could I get the same thing if I just really searched around? And it's and and the mall is like, no, because she's gonna come in your city only one time. You gotta take advantage, and you do what you gotta do. So I say, okay save because you know you want to see her and that means sacrificing them time the night when it's three in the morning and that shit is tough right yeah yeah i mean i yeah i mean i'm always for the pre-hitting people up i mean it's hard for me to hit do like a same day thing because i like that's hard for me but uh yeah i mean i yeah i mean i get it yeah man yeah, you got to I mean, I think I think the key I think the key to understanding everything is like being like, what am I really, why am I really doing this shit? That is a key for everything. Well, at least for it is for me, it's like to understand why you actually want to see people, because if you don't understand that, you'll kind of I feel like get into the circle where you're chasing something that you're really not really fully understanding, and then at the end you're like, I just spent all this money, I still feel like I want something, but I still don't know what that is. You're fucking lost or whatever, but uh. If you can kind of look at yourself and understand why you're doing what you're doing, I think that's a key for a lot of shit. You know what helped me out recently? Not I am gonna lie. I used to really 
joke about OnlyFans and how I would never be a, a paid member to that because I was like, what the hell is this? You know, I can get porn <laughs> for free. But it, it's curved a lot of the, the clone desires that I would have with some of these ladies because I'm like, I just like to subscribe to your OnlyFans. Then I'll know if I want to pursue you further. And it'll, it'll really help me determine my next step. Because oftentimes, and I will sacrifice the eleven fifty if it saves me five hundred dollars, <laughs> you know, and it, and it's working because there are yeah. some. I don't want to drop names because they all listen. There are some though. You know what? I drop one, and I'll say where she's at. There's one across the board, and I'm like, oh my goodness, if she ever does a U.S. tour, but <laughs> I'm kind of glad she hasn't yet because I'm like, okay, okay, her OnlyFans is, is well worth me just sitting out and watching this because. I will make a very bad choice. You know, there will be a lot of top ramen in, in my household because, you know. <laughs> ah, you <can't>. You're like <laughs> telling your wife, you're like, we got to eat ramen. She's like, you have a job. I don't understand this. You're like, we got to eat ramen. Look, Daddy's going to do something. Choices <laughs> were made. You, you know, be glad this isn't uh, Eddie Murphy, you know, in a movie where he's like, I'm not coming home anymore. <laughs> you know, sunshine, sunshine put it on me. You take yeah. care of the kids. They have a good life. I'm not coming. Harlem Knights. You know, I could be that guy. Look, at, I'm not ever coming back. But um, I never get to that point because I budget. And I have a price point, And I say I'm not going to go over that no matter what. And it gets hard. I ain't going to say it doesn't. But I have learned I mean, that. You, always, you can always justify the money. Yeah. Oh, God. The money will be justified. I can justify $500 cash advance on my credit card. I could justify that shit. <laughs> Me. <laughs> think of pussy. I have justified quite often. Well, I'm not seeing a therapist. And in essence, the pussy relaxes me. So this is justified. <laughs> you know, I'm in the, the sake. I have done some crazy ass shit. And I'm a big guy like yourself. I don't even want to get started on fast food. And I've justified, you know, why White Castle would work at, at two in the morning. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. you know, you're not going to eat breakfast. It saves money. You get up, you eat your White Castle, you go right into work. You're good. It's going to be a busy day anyway. So you're good. So, <laughs> I have made some crazy ass choices in the sake of a vice, but I don't really consider this vice. It's actually different for me. It's a it's a lifestyle choice I choose to be in because I don't hide the fact that I'm a married client. But um, the peace I get from this, I wouldn't trade for anything. Over twenty years, I have learned that my peace is is very much a, a high priority for me. And I are you ever are you ever worried like that you'll uh, get found out kind of thing? You know, honestly, I got found out by the first wife. And <laughs> you're like, hey, you can be like, I'll be found out by the next wife as well. <laughs> I'm prepared if it happens. You know, I'm not even upset about it because, you know, and and I'm not bashing. I know there are ladies that are gonna listen and go, I can't believe she said that about his wife. But there are there are wives who, you know, they get to a certain degree where sex isn't as high a priority for them as it is for some of their husbands. And and it's not for lack of effort because me and my wife do it. We're great at it, but it's just not a thing for her now. It's a yeah. many chores. And when she sees it as a chore, and I'm a man, I think I love physically, you know? <laughs> so I look at it like, this is how I represent to you. I love you and how I put this thing down, <laughs> you know? But uh, <laughs> yeah, for her, it's a chore. And it's like, ah, you know, I'm like, don't even worry about it. You know, she's caught me on porn. And I'm like, I ain't gonna hide it. She hasn't caught me on OnlyFans, but she's caught me on porn. You know, yeah. <laughs> she hasn't caught me on OnlyFans, but she's caught me on porn. She's and like, I'm can like, you oh, please yeah. use incognito? This shit is uncomfortable for me. Opening your computer. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I like how when she grabs my laptop and one of the kids has to use it, she's like, "Is it safe to open?" <laughs> like, <laughs> safe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> In my role, it is. You know, I stop. I stop walking around with the cell phone every single place because I'm like, you know, that shit might get old and she might catch me. And one time she wanted to be cute and was like, "Oh, I gave my kids the phone, and uh, I'm just gonna use yours to make a couple of phone calls, do some calculations on the calculator." And I was like, "The hell you say!" You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you just destroy your phone right in front of her. And be like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> no, right, look, you're gonna see some shit pop up. It's gonna probably make it hard for you to smile. But <laughs> just understand that it's not what you think. So you're exactly. pre- you're you're prepared you're prepared for that to that that to come up. Honestly, I just can't. I don't worry about it because I had that. That again, the first marriage wasn't because of that. It was other things that led to that. Um, 
but I am. I really am. And, and if she wants that conversation, we can. We don't. We're not at a point where I feel like it would damage her as worse as say something personal, like something happening to her kids. But I do look at it like, and I think about. it. I'm not going to say I don't, but I don't let it get me down because it's part of the peace process that I have. You know. It's the whole 80 20 theory, but in marriage, as far as what I'm doing to this to find that piece, because I've tried everything else. Yeah. In 20 years I've learned this is better than any drug, any therapist, any alcohol, and any other thing that I've done because it's in and it's out. And, and I will tell you, as someone who's also had a side piece, fuck that shit <laughs> because they want an emotional investment I'm not prepared to give. You know? Okay. Okay. I tried that. And I was like, nah, this is just way easier. You can legit, and ladies that, that know I don't do this, but in essence, you can legit pay that service. And then when it's done, it's done. The tie is cut, ripped, or whatever. I don't do that. These ladies know we have great rapport, but if that were to happen, they would understand. Yeah, it's just and like side, a no strings attached thing to where. Yeah. Exactly. I had a side piece, and it was like, oh, it's my birthday. I'm like, bitch, your birthday is a day after Valentine's Day. What in the entire hell do you want me to do? You know? Like, uh, you never know what you do. Leave your wife! Exactly. Yeah, I didn't call her the B word, so if you're listening and someone's going, okay, he uses that term in that vernacular, trust me, she's called me way worse, and we're now finally friends, and I'm almost scared to call her a friend because every now and again she brings up her birthday or gifts, and I'm like, no, we broke this off. You're happy with that guy now. <laughs> Live with him. Do what he wants you to do. But <laughs> it's like it's a different it's a different story because with a side piece there is a consistent commitment, right? And it yeah. just made it hard. And I learned in this lifestyle it doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. And it just it just brings a certain element of security. I hate yeah. to say that, but it does. Just speaking as a married client, because I'm glad you asked. See, this is why I wanted another co-host, because he can ask me questions. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I never really get to express that part where it's like, and I've had women ask, you know, why do you do it as you're married? You know, And it's like, it's not that I'm not happy in my marriage. I'm actually very happy in it, in 90% of it. But it's that one ten percent where we lack so much. Yeah. And a couple of years. So it's not like, you know, this is a, a 20 year marriage, we, but we've been married long enough to where the sex is now part of the background and it's not the full story. And I'm young enough to where I still place a high enough emphasis on it, you know? Okay. Yeah. And, and, and it's not just with these ladies. All I ever do is have sex with them. It's not just that. It's not the, the physical intimacy. I'm learning people in this process, as you can attest with the pod, you know, I'm learning all kind of crazy shit. And I will tell you that I've taken, I've took some of these techniques back home and I, and I often wonder maybe that's how she's going to find out because now I'm doing all kind of toe licking and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she's not figuring out, Hey, he's doing this whole new thing. I guess it's the porn. <laughs> <laughs> when I come in with the pig, I'll be like, yeah, it's that time. <laughs> but no, <laughs> my buddy take me on this. <laughs> You know, you like bring out like a cattle prod. She's like, I, "What's going on? This is too much." You know, it's like Fight Club becoming a lot of these bruises. You know, but I'm never gonna go that road. I think I think my limit is the whole dominatrix life. You know, I don't I don't judge you, people who do it. But have you seen the dominatrix? No, 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 no. Okay, no. I want to. I want to. No, I want to see one. I want to see one. I think at some point I probably will before this is all done. Before I hang up the old chaps and retire, like you know. Curse me, spit on me. Uh, you know, if you got to do the whole golden shower thing, I prepare for that. Just, you know, let me know in advance. What's my safe word? You know, it has yeah. to be a safe word you can hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll and see. I, yeah, I, def- I definitely want to see Dominatrix. We'll see if it happens. I mean, we'll it'll, it'll happen. We'll just see when it'll happen. That's, that's where. Absolutely. Man, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We made it to an hour, bro. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> We made it to a full hour, and it, and you were my second interview. I didn't go girl, girl. I went girl, boy. I'm thinking I'm going to keep that theme going. And uh, any shout-outs you want to do, man, before you go? Um, 
Yeah, listen to the podcast, Full Service with Tank Smith. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at Full Service Pod. Also, my personal Instagram and Twitter is Tank Funkadelic. Uh, yeah, give me a follow. Yeah, what about some you got a YouTube clip they want to catch too, man, or anything like that from the comedy? Um, I don't know. I don't know if my YouTube channel has a uh, like a URL, but if you if you search Tank Smith comedy uh, on YouTube, uh, you'll find some clips and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing yeah five year anniversary for stand up in May. Uh, yeah, thanks, so, man. Fuck well, yeah. I want to tell you, man. I hope things get better. I know that uh, the horse loose in the hospital is giving us all money, whatever the hell that means, because, you know, you know <laughs> with the government, I don't hold my breath because I don't feel like suffocating at all. Um, <laughs> but I do send you well wishes. I, I, I meant everything I said at the beginning of the show. Man, you have been a mentor in the process as a young podcaster learning these ropes and you being my second interview. It's like I, can, I know what it feels like if Kevin Hart interviewed Eddie Murphy. You know, it's like... <laughs> You know, I should talk to him earlier. I could see him going, this has been great. <laughs> Wherever this goes, <laughs> I had this moment to go, boom, I interviewed this guy, and this is out of off the ground. But, hey, man, on behalf of the show tank, thanks, bro. Oh, hell yeah. No, thanks for having me on. You guys know how I close? Um, if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but this pod 